Good afternoon, gamers, and welcome to the podcast. This is your JRPG report for the week of, well, it's the first week of October. Hard to believe we are officially in, we're, we're in the month, guys. <laughs> so just a few more weeks, at least for myself, I'm hyped up about this. I hope you are too. Trails of Cold Steel 4 will be here before Halloween. But this is episode 135. Uh, TGS has come and gone, and there actually was a few things, or there are a few things to talk about this week. Um, it could have easily been, well, there's nothing really to talk about, but uh, but we've got a few stories to pass along. No big lead stories, so I had to kind of struggle for, for what to talk about first, and I'll go ahead and put this out there. That is, it is a completely bonkers week for myself, like I've mentioned before. Be on vacation next week, so no podcast for you guys. And even weirder, uh, me <laughs> this Sunday special coming out this week uh, is a conversation with me and Dalton, our good friend. We've not had him on in a while, so I figured it'd be as good a time as any to bring him on. We recorded that interview on Tuesday, so it's out of sorts. My week is out of sorts. Um Oh, just all kinds of craziness, but that's not why you came here. You want to talk about some news about your beloved JRPGs. So let's just go to a game that's not coming out. It's coming out fairly soon, and that is Yakuza Like a Dragon. Uh, we saw the PlayStation 5 footage of this at Tokyo Game Show, and I kind of teased last time that it was a little weird that... Um, it wasn't talked about this release date. We had speculated before that when Xbox Series X got its release date and they said that Yakuza Like a Dragon is going to be available for it day one, well, I was like, well, they're going to have to move that release date for the other, other versions of the game for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. And yes, they they have done that. So it will now come out November 10th alongside everything else. PlayStation 5 owners. So we got a couple of things to talk about for you guys. First off, this version of it is not coming until March 2nd of next year. I couldn't really find any particular reason for why that was, they just must not have had enough time to work on it, which is extremely, um, extremely odd. We have a Japanese developer whose game is going to come out on an American next generation system five months before it's going to come out on a Sony next generation system. I can't recall any other situation like that previously. Uh, Xbox must have just known about it and got a, a dev copy to them earlier. That's all I can speculate on. I really don't. Um, I don't know. So of course we knew that users who purchase the digital PS4 version will be able to download the PS5 version at no additional cost when it downloads. However, um, saved data will not be transferable, and I just I don't really know where. To start with that one, um, it just says that it has something to do with that. The fact is not the save data will not be compatible. Um, 
Not sure why or how that is. I mean, this is not going to be the case with other games, as far as I've been hearing. Uh, They are going to great lengths to make sure that PS4 and PS5 are are coexisting and that you're upgrading. So an upgrade's great, but without saved data, that kind of takes away some of the luster to it. i got to be honest. So maybe they'll clarify that at some point. Obviously, they've got some time. Uh, to work that out, and I would, uh, if anybody at Sega would would hear this, that is, that's, I think that's pretty important. Uh, if you get this thing in November, you're going to play through it. I mean, you'll have it way uh, beaten and on your shelf and back in the backlog by March. You're not going to want to start over from scratch. I'm assuming there's going to be some sort of new game plus or something that you could continue progress with they need to really get that work on and i really hope that this is not a sign of things to come that there's going to be compatibility issues between those two systems so yeah good news and uh and bad news depending on what system you're going to be picking this one up for the other kind of big announcement that came out this past week they had another mini direct or some sort of presentation uh from the pokemon company and nintendo as well as Game Freak developers, uh, they announced that Pokemon Sword and Shield Expansion Pass Part 2, The Crown Tundra, will launch on October the 22nd. Additionally, on November the 6th, Nintendo will release an all-in-one pack of the base game and both expansion packs. So if you've been holding in on this for some sort of you know ultimate bundle, you'll be able to pick that one up. On November the 6th, I don't, I did not see any sort of pricing as far as what that is going to uh, set you back, but I'm sure it may not even be <laughs> quite known at this point. I'm sure they're going to give you some sort of uh, of a deal on that. And a Crown Tundra is the second area that you'll be able to explore with your expansion pass. See for yourself this vast landscape with this drift of glittering snow in the frigid area with jagged snowy mountains, people have settled in a small, tight-knit community. Of course, there's going to be new Pokemon to check out. Um, they say legendary Pokemon from past games are back as well. I will not stumble through those names. I will only butcher them. You can take part in the Galarian Star Tournament. And um, there's an ability patch, what they say is a new useful item for raising Pokemon uh, newly discovered the Gigantamax Melmetal. <laughs> I always love saying these things. The Glarian Slow King. And uh, of course, there's a new trailer that went along with that, as well as a trailer for the Gigantamax Melmetal, who pretty much looks like a giant robot, but I'm sure it's alive in some shape or form. So if you've been looking forward to this one, if you already bought your season pass for it, you will be picking up the Crown Tundra on October 2nd. And like I said, if you've not gotten any of these and want to get that uh, special all-in-one pack, it's coming out on November the 6th. On our past Sunday special, you heard me and Jordan talk quite a bit about The Legend of Heroes. Hopefully nothing was spoiled too much for you. Uh, We had a lot of fun talking about that. But uh, a kind of cool achievement was reached, or, or... goal, I guess, for them, as total sales for the Trail series of Legend of Heroes have now surpassed 5 million units worldwide, developer Falcom announced. Um, 
just in last August, it stood at 4.7 million. So uh, that means that Hegemar Nikoseki has sold about 300,000 units since then. That's just what we know of. Maybe it might be a bit more than that, but it's a pretty good even number. You know, you might look at that and say, oh my gosh, that's that's a ton of games and um, really not that impressive a number. <laughs> this is still a small, more niche uh, series of games. Each one that comes out gains in popularity. And as we discussed before, you got to go back and play those other ones if you are looking to uh, to really get the most out of that. And I mean, think about this. As far as main consoles go, you can only get the first two Trails in the Sky games on your Vita. I mean, that thing's been dead for a couple of years. The two crossbow games are not available in the West. There, There's a lot more opportunity that could be there for sales. Um, if they would bring those out for the rest of the world, I do believe that would quite <laughs> increase their numbers. So hopefully that starts to happen here pretty soon. And I'm sure, obviously, we've got uh, Cold Steel 4 coming here that will... Um, That'll start uh, picking up the sales. Uh, just a, a small PSA. I got this email the other day. If you pre-ordered the collector's edition for uh, for that, like myself, on the NIS America store, I when I pre-order stuff, I kind of assume that they charged me at the time. <laughs> and it turns out that they they did not with this. I even went back through you know through the credit card through the bank statement. They did not charge at the time. And I got an email saying that they're actually going to start uh, processing those charges a little bit early. So if you know you're like myself and you're paycheck to paycheck and you thought $100 came out a couple months ago when you pre-ordered something, but in fact, it's actually going to be coming out um, more towards the beginning of the month than closer to the actual release of the game. So, you know, just make sure you got an extra 100 plus tax <laughs> in that account at all times. I think they did say if if they're unable to uh, initially charge, it's not going to cancel your pre-order. They'll chart, you know, try it again. Maybe you'll probably get that lovely email if that happens. But just a little PSA I'll uh, pass along to you guys that I got that as well. In another announcement that uh, we, this is kind of more for in Japan, um, the, there's now going to be some uh, Koto Koboka figures uh, released for Reen and Altina. These will be coming out fairly soon. They've got most of the other uh, character. They're kind of and they kind of look like little mini charm looking things. Um, most of the other characters already have one. New ones come out all the time, and that's not really what I want to talk about. I, these things are cute. They're kind of you know a little small little thing, a couple inches big. I've never understood why going back you know, to any series really, but why the legend of heroes, they don't have a line of figures out. They've got a ton of great characters. They could probably charge a decent amount for them. Uh, we'll talk about some, some similar priced ones that have just got announced here very shortly, but I've always been really baffled by the lack of action figures for this series. Most of your other big JRPG series, have some sort of uh, figure line to go along with them. And this one just seems sorely missing. I think they would just be perfect for figures. So maybe that happens at uh, at some point in time. So I'll just piggyback onto that, that some new figures were announced 
for Trials of Mana. Bring Arts will be uh, releasing the four main characters from that game uh, coming out. Uh, I'm not sure when. I'll get down to further in the article. It'll probably tell me. So this is actually the 25th anniversary of Sick and Dedetsu 3 uh, coming out on the Super Famicom back in Japan. So not only marking the remake in Trials of Mana, but actually the 25th anniversary, they said, hey, let's bring out uh, bring out some cool figures. So each one is um, obviously really detailed. Uh, you've got, and they're coming out in pairs. So you can't order them individually. So first is, um, oh gosh, I've already forgot how to say his name. Duran and Angela. You've got Kevin and Charlotte. And you've got Hawkeye and Reese. Um, these are not cheap. So each pair is going to go for $209.99. Those are available for pre-order in uh, North America. In the Square Enix store, I've got a link to this story shared over on our Facebook page. I'll double-check it's on Twitter or not. So yeah, just 105 bucks a piece. That's... Like I said, not cheap. If you, I think it says if you, you buy all three of them, you can get them on discount for one ninety each. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a lot of <laughs> that's a lot of cash. Uh, the only thing it does say that they are coming in twenty twenty one, so these are obviously all pre orders, and that will be able to gauge um, how many that they need to make for these things. They look really cool. Do not get me wrong, um, and they're super poseable. You can pretty much do whatever you want with them, uh, both action or stoic stances. But that's a lot. Each one of them comes with a good amount of accessories. Like uh, Angela has two staffs, and it looks like different handset, different sets of hands so they can hold the different weapons. And I believe, yeah, there's a stand for them as well. So probably all told, it's a pretty decent deal. But yeah, if, if we're talking about 600 bucks for all six characters... That's a lot of cash. So, But if you are so inclined, the link is on there. You can put down some money for that and pre-order them. Since we're talking about Trials of Mana, let's uh, give one more story for it, and then we'll take a, uh, we'll take a quick pause here and have half time. Uh, Square Enix has released version 1.1 update for Trials of Mana. This will, well, will come out on October 14th. It will add the no future and very hard difficulty settings uh, amongst other things, clearing the game on no future difficulty will reward the player with rabbit slippers. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> you can't go wrong with that. Uh, here are some of the patch notes in this new difficulty, no future. Extremely difficult to clear difficult, <laughs> extremely difficult to clear difficulty in which enemies are stronger, especially the bosses. This can only be selected for new game plus and will return the player to level one. Some abilities can't even be equipped. Up to three items can be used in battle. Boss battles will now have a time limit. Uh, the display of enemy attack range has been shortened for some boss battles. Rainbow item seeds may produce high-performance equipment of the same name. Two new chain abilities have been added. Guidance of the Sacred Sword, which means party members not in your control that become unable to fight will still have one HP remaining. And Guidance of the Sacred Sword 2, when you win a battle, all party members' HP will recover to 100%. That's a neat feature. Some other feature additions. New difficulty setting, Very Hard, has been added. This can also can only be selected from New Game Plus. You can now skip class change cutscenes and the end 
credits. There is a new fix that costumes that have been class changed once can now be carried over after a class reset and in the new game plus. When selecting new game plus, you can choose to return to level one and there are new goddess statues added to the mix. And of course, other bug fixes. Trials of Mana is now available for PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC. Uh, quick preview, when me and Dalton were talking the other day, and you can hear the full interview on Sunday, he did mention Trials of Mana is hopefully one of the ones coming up soon on his uh, Steam Machine podcast. However, you know, maybe just have to play it on your own and take that one out of the queue. Let's take a quick break here on episode 135. We'll be back on the other side with some more news to chit-chat about. This may be kind of a shorter podcast, just not a whole ton of things to chat about after TGS this year, but we'll be right back. All right, friends, welcome back to the show. Don't forget, give us a like on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe on YouTube for all the trailers that we talk about. Not a ton of them this week. Wasn't anticipating it, but, uh, you know, it may not be the worst time to take a vacation from the podcast, as uh, I'm sure when I come back, there may be uh, more than a few things to chat about. Uh, So, just looking at the old calendar, that means October 8th, no podcast, and no Sunday special on October the 11th. So, we'll be back October the 15th with a brand new show. But again, don't forget to tune in on Sunday for me and Dalton's fun conversation. We talk JRPGs, but we, we talk about a bunch of other stuff too, uh, non uh, other game genres. So I think it was a lot of fun. I do have to go back and do uh, just a tiny bit of editing. Our buddy Dalton makes it unfamily friendly (laughs) for a word or two, but uh, I'll try to get those knocked out for you guys. Um, Final Fantasy 16, we did talk about that just a little bit, but so did uh, producers uh, Yoshishada and <laughs> the uh, famous Yoshi P. Um, he said that, quote, I didn't want the trailer to just be a rendered cutscene and then bam, logo, which is kind of what I think everyone was anticipating. This has certainly been Square Enix's formula for a long time. Um, he continued, I want to use resources that were moving in, in-game in real time, but the timing wasn't the best for it. We haven't tuned it or optimized it yet, so there's a lot of work to be done. But if we released a pre-rendered trailer, they would say, all right, see you in 2035 or something. He said that he's seen... Those kinds of comments from America, I mean, that's a long time. I could, if you want to say 2025, would that really be that crazy of a notion? Is the first time we've heard of it. Um, anyway, so really they wanted to show what was in-game. They say they haven't shown the highlights of the game in the trailer, and that will come later when we make it properly. That's a pretty interesting statement because there was lots of things to be really intrigued by in the trailer and certainly seem to be highlights um, that that type of statement fills me with a lot more hope. Um, but 
what does it mean? <laughs> Maybe there are things that do take it back to a more quote-unquote Final Fantasy experience. We will have to wait and see. Um, the next big information reveal is scheduled for, well, next year. That's not really narrowing it down much. Uh, they did say um, in late October there will be a teaser website with information on the game's world and characters. So we will learn some more about this um, no matter what when we get that uh, web stream live. And we will, of course, pass it along to you guys. That's kind of what we do here. Uh, Square Enix also announced, perhaps surprisingly, that uh, for iOS and Android, we are getting Dragon Quest tacked here in the West. I thought this was a pretty low percentage that we would get this one. Um, but it's coming. Pre-registration is now available on Google Play. Uh, no word on when that's going to be available for iOS. This game came out back in July in Japan. And this is that tactical Dragon Quest experience where you take on uh, teams of monsters versus each other on a grid battlefield. Um, I'm intrigued by it. It has all the Dragon Quest people working on it. It is actually directed by Yuri Hori, so that's kind of cool. Um, it's got the music, monster design by Kira Toriyama. So it's got all the right elements to it. I, uh, I've never been a big like monster battle type of person. I don't know why. I definitely always want to have just humans in my party. I don't like monster raising or games with uh, monsters that you turn into allies. That's just not something I really dig. But this one, I'm glad this is coming to the West. You know, more games like this in the West is never <laughs> a uh, a bad thing. That's for sure. Um, on October the 9th, there will be a limited edition, uh, limited print physical edition for Brigadine the Legend of Rosaria for PlayStation 4. This is coming via limited run games. Um, you can pre-orders will go from October 9th to November the 8th. This will come in a $49.99 standard edition or a $74.99 collector's edition. The collector's edition will have the game, original soundtrack CD, a reversible 18 by 24 inch poster and the Gustava Gustava enable emblem enamel pin housed in a custom box. So that's pretty cool. It is due out digitally on December the 10th. Um, not sure if limited run is going to be able to match that or not. We'll just have to wait and see. Hopefully it'll be able to come out then as well, uh, if you check the link on our Facebook or Twitter pages, you can um, you can get the link. That'll take you directly to where you can pre-order that. Back at Tokyo Game Show, we learned a little bit about Eden's Zero, and the latest issue of Weekly Famitsu shared a few tidbits of information about the console action RPG from Konami. There, remember, there was a console game coming out and a mobile game. This one is the console producer Shin. Moroto shared the following details. You can dress up and customize characters with a large number of equipment and costumes. You can fly around the vast fields seen in the manga, 
as well as running along walls and ceilings of most places. Three-dimensional movement ties directly into battle. Playable characters other than Shiki, S-H-I-K-I, will be able to use three-dimension actions. Development is currently around 40 to 50% complete. Platforms and release dates have not been announced for this console version of Eden Zero quite yet. That was kind of a teaser first announcement trailer shown at TGS. Um, was some confusion about what this thing even was, but it's certainly based off the anime and manga of the same name. Monster Hunter World Iceborne Expansion Title Update 5 <laughs> got a new trailer. I shared that over on our YouTube channel. This is the final free title update for the expansion, and it is live now. It came out yesterday on September the 30th. It adds the new monsters, Vitalis and Arch-Tempered Vilkana, <laughs> the new Clutch Claw Boost Action, and more. Monster Hunter World and its expansion, Iceborne, are available now for PS4, Xbox One, and PC via Steam. Uh, if you are a PlayStation 4 owner, you've never had an issue finding physical copies of Atelier Ryza. I've got mine on sale on Amazon for, I think it was less than 40 at the time. Switch owners, that has been a different story. Um, there has been plenty of price gouging due to the extremely low um, supply of this game, even on Amazon, like you, you could pay a hundred dollars for this game quite easy. I've heard stories of eBay copies going for $500, which you can price anything, <laughs> you know, you can price whatever you want to. That doesn't mean somebody's going to buy it for that much. Listen, I love Ryza. Don't get me wrong, but I, I waited till it went on sale <laughs> to even purchase it. Like, I can't imagine paying more than, you know, the actual price for a game. That just seems crazy to me. Okay, so I said all that because there's going to be some new stock coming in. They are doing, um, let's see here. There's not an exact date on it, but there are new copies being produced at this moment for the Switch. They will hopefully hit the market here before Christmas time. That sure would be nice. And obviously, they would like people to play this one to get them excited about Today Rise of 2 coming up on December the 3rd in Japan and hopefully early 2021 for the rest of the world. So if you've been holding out and you are a or an only Switch owner, and you want to pick this game up, hopefully you won't have to wait too much longer. There was a new trailer for Scarlet Nexus back at Tokyo Game Show, and we've got some information about some of the characters that were in that trailer. This is uh, from Bandai Namco's official Twitter account. So we got bios for Akasane, Gemma, Tsuguma, and Luca, um, though technically, you know, Kasane is somebody that they have seen uh, before. Uh, first, Kasane, she was 
Um, let's see here. Her service record is she's a second lieutenant. In her background, she is armed with an assortment of knives, uses a mixture of close-range combat and psychokinesis to fight. And uh, next up is Captain Gemma, who in the trailer, he's the one that kind of comes in and um, <laughs> turns all solid rock or something like that in order to protect um, <laughs> protect the the party there. It kind of looked like um, was a Colossus from X-Men or something for a minute, but Rock instead. He is a captain, of course, and his uh, background is by combining solidification with his mastery of karate. Gemma is an effective weapon against the others. Then there is Sagumi. I guess that's how you say it. She is a she, yeah, she is a first lieutenant. By activating her clairvoyance ability, Sagume is able to easily land critical strikes with her weapons. And I, I think in the trailer, she even like kind of warned the party about um, some of the others attacking that they didn't have a chance of winning. So to go ahead and uh, clear on out of there. And uh, last, we have Luca, who is a lieutenant colonel. Uses teleportation to hit and run from enemies. This ability also allows him to cover his main weakness when wielding his hammer. So we had the parallel to Colossus, and now we have the parallel to Nightcrawler. Um, so <laughs> maybe uh, somebody over at Bandai Nemco was watching a lot of X-Men and thought, hey, why is this not, uh, not a game? Uh, the game does look pretty cool, and uh, I'm sure we'll have some more information about it before its release sometime in 2021. There was a, a new patch for Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered, uh, patches 1.02 and 1.0.2, not to be confused with each other. I shared this and uh, on our Facebook page, so if you want to get the full list of what it fixes, of course you got your bug fixes and uh, various other problems that have all been addressed. Doesn't sound like it's um, anything too big. They're definitely working on some of the multiplayer issues, although I don't think that was uh, addressed in this one, as that sounds like it's a pretty big, um, a bigger problem that they need to really iron out first. So for the past few nights, I've got to enjoy a little bit of Genshin Impact. Hope you guys have gotten a chance to Check out yourself if you've got a PlayStation 4, PC, or mobile device. You can do so. I'm playing it on my PlayStation 4. And, uh, you know, I, I told you guys before, I got to play the beta. And so I've really not noticed any differences. It does seem to be running a bit smoother. Um, it's still, you know, it's still making my PS4 <laughs> run a little bit loud, but that's because the hard drive's getting heated as this is a digital game. I've talked about that before. I've, I've tended to notice that. It does run a little bit louder when it's playing digital as opposed to uh, to physical copies of the game. I'm having fun with it. I think I'm up to a le adventure level eight. Um, got a ways to go, but uh, having fun with it. It is it's exactly what I thought it was going to be. I don't have that new experience like I did when I was playing the beta, so hopefully you guys do. However, for at least one disgruntled fan, uh, PC owners and players are not having as much fun. So Hans put a story on our Facebook page, and I don't know why he would mind us reading this. So he has had a, a quote, a nightmare experience with it. 
for PC. He says the game is not ready uh, for PC. There are a few things game-breaking when it comes to the controls for it. So it does sound like you know it's not breaking as far as uh, technical, but definitely in your user interface. Uh, he says, first of all, like many PC players, he likes to play with a controller. When he selects controller in the option controls, nothing happens. And he has to close it by opening the task manager tab. That's never a good start. Uh, turns out there's a bug that when you have more than one controller type connected to your PC, and in his case, he shared his rig before. It's an impressive setup. He's got a racing steel, a racing wheel, flight stick, and uh, he's a yoke and throttle connected. I don't know what that even means. Uh, but <laughs> he says you have to unplug all those devices. So while your computer recognizes the difference between these things, the game does not. So Hans, why didn't you try to play with your uh, with your racing wheel? I mean, was that not? <laughs> oh my gosh. So he says uh, normally for most people that wouldn't be a problem, but he's got it everything all tucked up and stripped together. Not uh, not really an, uh, a way to do that. So he says, okay, no problem. He'll just switch to mouse and keyboard. He says he has an AZRT keyboard, and the controls are really messed up. So um, he says, you find out in the new game in 2020, get this, you cannot change the control key bindings. So he says, sad to say, I'll have to wait for this game until the other things are fixed. And he says, hope that you all have a better time than me. Hans, I, you know, I apologize for that experience. And not like, I mean, I didn't do this to you personally, but I do feel bad because I have talked this game up for a while. And there's always going to be issues. That's, <laughs> that's why you do beta testing. And I had to say that, yeah, your first problem sounds like something that was probably not tested for. That's understandable. The second one sounds kind of weird. Like, I don't, you know, I don't play with the mouse and keyboard. It would probably not do me any good, but it does seem weird that there's not, uh, you cannot can change the control key bindings. Seems weird. So maybe, I don't know, hopefully you forwarded this to uh, Mihoyo and they can maybe do something about it. Maybe they'll just not <laughs> and you can't play it. But hopefully this is something that you can get addressed in the future and um, be able to play it at some point in time. That really stinks. Um, that pains me to hear it. On a lighter note, I got one fun, quick <laughs> quick hit to lead the podcast with. Um, Nintendo felt the need to put out at least a Twitter uh, post. I would go say a, a press release, but that's not really soon. So on their Twitter page in Japan... Uh, they kindly reminded everybody that they need to charge their consoles at least every six months to prevent the batteries from going unchargeable. Quote, the battery built into the game console may become unchargeable if left uncharged or not used for an extended period. Please charge it at least once every half year. That's funny. <laughs> I mean, if I would hope Nintendo would say... I, we hope that you're using it more than twice a year. <laughs> um, if if your Switch is anything like the ones in our house, we have two of them now, and they need to be charged about every day or second day, uh, depending on how much my child plays Minecraft or my wife plays Animal Crossing. So that's not really an issue in the Fisher household. I can I can tell you that, Nintendo, but I just thought that was 
I don't know. I thought that was humorous. I don't think anybody's going to be sitting around and be like, oh, no, have we charged our Switch this year? <laughs> it may become unchargeable. <laughs> Which, if you know, uh, how you know, I'm sitting here with a laptop. Who you know, I've had it for about six years or something. I might get 30 minutes out of it if it's not hooked up to a charger. That's just what these batteries do over time. But anywho, that's all I got for you guys. I told you it'd probably be a little on the short side, and it was. Uh, no reader reviews for you guys this week. Like I said, don't forget to check out our Sunday special. Me and Dalton chit chatting about all kinds of silly stuff on Sunday. Um, but yeah, that's going to do as far as the new stuff. Like we said, we'll be back on October 15th. So I'm going to go down to old JRPG Island and, uh, haven't quite decided what I'm going to do just yet, but rest assured it won't be much. And, uh, it's supposed to be really nice down there. So that's a little R and R. So Thank you so much for listening. As always, I will catch you guys in two weeks. Until then, get back out there and level up.